Welcome to the Different Skill Notebook Podcast. The Different Skill Notebook is a tool for parents and educators to equip children and teens with the social, emotional, and independent skills needed to thrive in their life. The Different Skill Notebook is the result of the work of Dr. Sandra Savinelli and Anand Salma at the Social Mind Center. They found that parents and educators cannot always identify the skills needed to overcome some of the barriers that the child is experiencing to learning and thriving. The notebook identifies the different skills, tools, and resources needed to overcome some of the learning barriers and differences that are experienced by children and teens today. These are different times, requiring different skills and tools. Join us as we share our smart conversations with our parents, educators, and colleagues to give children the life skills and social adaptation needed to thrive in environments that keep changing. Welcome, everyone, to the Different Skill Notebook podcast. I'm Anna and Selma, your host. And my last podcast, I spoke about the first time that I heard the words autism. Today, I want to take the next step and talk to you about, go a little bit way back. My son is now going to be 20 years old, so I'm going to go back not to when he was diagnosed. I talked to you about that in the last podcast, but a few years into the diagnosis and what my thinking was. So currently we hear the terms neurodiversity, neurodivergence. Back then I used to call it autism mind. I didn't have those same words of neurodivergence or uh, neurodiversity, but I always did think it was a different kind of mind. And when I first started the journey of autism, I did seek out people that had been involved in the research of autism for a long time, but I also sought out people who had autism. And at that time, there was quite a few people, uh, not just Temple Grandin, but quite a few people like Deborah Lipsky and a few others that, you know, I'll put on my podcast writing of resources. Now there's so many more. So if your child has been recently diagnosed or you're on your journey with autism, I would always recommend to seek out um, information from individuals who are on the autism spectrum and hear them out because it's important to know what they're thinking, not just what we're thinking as neurotypicals. But back way then, I used to call it an autism mind. And that's what I thought it was early on watching Nick and his process, um, how he went about navigating his days. I just thought this is really different. And my quest for him, for whatever reason, was not initially to change anything. I just was more on an equipping mindset. like, And it was obvious what equipping he needed because he had no, no language. He had no speech, no language. He was nonverbal. So 
um, I thought to myself, oh, you know, he needs language. I, I need to teach him language. I need to te teach him speech language. Um, he doesn't have that. If he doesn't have that, what are we to do? So my first encounter with him was from the nonverbal perspective. Like he does not speak. So how do we navigate the world and every day without speech, right? And without language. So I first thought to myself, okay, there were no words. So I had to observe him. Like I spent a lot of time just watching my son. And I realized that his process was different. Like the way he went about things was just not how I went about things. His pace was different. You know, he had this, you know, he was very still, very slight, silent, and I would say slow and steady. That's what I would call him. Uh, we nicknamed him later on the turtle because he was just slow and steady, kept moving, but at his own pace. So his process was very different. And as we started on the quest to equip him with language and we used the PEC system, which is picture exchange, you know, communication system. So he responded very well to visual support and visual instruction, not just verbal. And I think he did much better with visual. Like I remember knowing that if he wasn't looking at my face, he couldn't hear me. So it was important to for him to see me talk. So his process was a little different. And then when we started to venture out into teaching him language, teaching, helping him speak, I realized that his acquisition of language process was different, right? Then I realized that his way about living, his procedures on getting things done, his protocol, his process was different. His pace, like I mentioned, he did better with pictures. He did better with things broken up in parts. And he did much better with show and tell, which is the pictures too. So I ventured in to start to write about autism way back. You know, now I have the center and now I have a blog and I have my website and I do parental training and advocacy. But back way when, like, let's say 15 years ago, I started to write about autism and I still have translated some of those writings to the current Autism Mind blog. And I wrote about autism in three different parts. Think different, learn different live different because that's the way I saw my son and how he went about his process. And then when Gabby joined us in the A club, that's what we call it, the autism club, many years later with her diagnosis or no diagnosis, should I say, because she's never received a diagnosis, but we know she's got Asperger's. Um, we know that women with Asperger's don't get diagnosed. Um, the criteria hasn't caught up to them, even though they need the support and they need the intervention, the criteria hasn't been devised to help them properly be diagnosed and get the support and care that they need. That's for a whole nother episode. But I divided autism mind into think different, learn different, and live different. Because the thinking was different, the way they learn was different, and the way they went about life was different. And I realized immediately as we started in the educational system that, you know, the way he processed information socially, the way he processed sensory information, hearing, seeing, touching, 
the way he self-regulated that process was different. I realized that the educational system, when we ventured into that and he was in a place program first for two years, first we were at Starting Right at Nova, then we went to a place program, which was a mixed class of children with exceptional needs, not just autistic. And then we went to a regular preschool and then he went to kindergarten. So we had a lot of prep time before we entered kindergarten and we had a lot of prep time before we entered a general education classroom. So in that journey of prepping for, and I knew what was expected in a regular classroom because of my daughter, she has always been in general education classrooms. I realized that Nick needed a parallel equipping to his, to the traditional education, because since the educational system was designed for neurotypicals and not for neurodiversity, meaning kids with autism, ADHD, learning differences, dyslexia, anxiety, all these different things that impact learning, it's not designed with them in mind. There's so many things that they need for support to get them ready to enter into an environment that wasn't designed for them. So in essence, when I say autism mind, I'm hoping as a parent of a child with an autistic child, that you will consider that it's a whole nother different kind of mind. And the core importance in equipping our kids for the world is to understand that they need to know how the neurotypical world works and what their expectations are so that they can prepare for that because that's not how they go about things. That's not how their process works. So in order to adapt their process to meet their own needs, they need to know what they're venturing into. And that's how I divided it up for my children. It was, you are in the A club. You have an autism mind. Your peers, for the most part, because both of my kids have friends that are on the spectrum and, but your peers, for the most part, are going to be neurotypical. And this is how they think this is how they work. This is how you work. And then the gap in the middle is what do you need to adapt to those situations that are dominated by neurotypicals? So how do you adapt? How do you meet your needs um, in order for you to be able to navigate a neurotypical world, right? So this is way before we were even having the conversation of neurodivergence of, you know, there are kid, people that have different minds. They just learn different. They live different. They think different. Doesn't mean they're lesser, just they go about things differently. So this is before that conversation started. And it may have started, but it started in academia, really. It had not filtered down to the mass population. You know, um, I did get most of my information from academia. So I have always, um, try to get my children's perspective on the way they're processing the world, right? The way they process the world socially, sensory, and self-regulation wise, because it isn't how I do it. So it's critical for you as a parent to meet your child midway, because 
their process is different than your process. So if you're going to venture into equipping your children, you cannot do that effectively without understanding their process and how they learn and how they navigate the world and how they go about meeting their needs. And most importantly, what are their needs? What are their needs to acquire language? How do they acquire language? How do they communicate without language? Because there's a lot of our friends in the autism mind world that don't have language, don't have enough words. So how do they communicate? Do they communicate differently? Yes, they communicate with their behavior, right? How do they learn different? You know, how will they learn more language? How will they learn how to navigate the world independently without language or without words? So the how-to they learn, the how-to they think, learn, and live is very critical because it isn't how you do so. So with my son, I realized that his pace was different. He did better when things were broken down into pieces and parts. He did better with pictures, visuals, like I call it the show-tell show. You know, when I would show him, he would do better than if I would just tell him. I showed him, told him, showed him, right? So the key here is your child has a different mind. Autism is a lifelong mindset. It's a lifelong brain. The brain is not going to be changed. The brain needs to be equipped. The brain and the body of an autistic child need to be equipped to navigate a world that wasn't designed for them. So you need to understand that as a parent. And I think that my first few years, because my son was diagnosed early, but my daughter was not, I learned a lot about just watching his process and how he went about doing things. And I think it's important to take a step back and allow them to show you, if you're going to help them, let them show you what they need first. And I think that's hard. I think the initial drive with dealing with neurodivergent people is, let me fix you, let me show you what you need to do, versus let's show each other, let's tell each other, and if my child can't communicate or cannot show me with words, I'm going to watch their behavior and I'm going to watch their process, their pace, so that I can see how their needs are met. What your child does most of the day shows you what they need most and how you need to help them get those needs met so they can learn. Because when our needs are not met, there's no room for learning. There's no room for doing anything else. Our needs need to be met first, right? So you need to observe how your child processes the social information around them. How do they process the language? How do they process the environment from a sensory perspective? They're hearing, feeling, touching, smelling, um, tasting. How do they do that? Are they sensory mixing everything? Is there a mix? Is there like recently I learned a little bit more. My, my kids have different sensory issues, but I learned about sensory mixing. Like all their senses are mixed up. So they have to spend a lot of time sorting that out. 
Self-regulation is an issue, the ability to self-regulate and organize yourself to learn. So before we jump into learning, we have to understand the autism mind process. And we have to embrace that they will need a parallel equipping system to the academic and educational system because the educational system and the academic system right now is equipped for neurotypicals and it hasn't made a full-on shift to accommodate and modify things to support the learning of a neurodiverse person, you know, an autistic mind. So you need to have a parallel equipping. What's your parallel equipping? Maybe a device, maybe pictures. How does my child learn? How does my child, how am I going to get my child the information they need to understand how to navigate the neurotypical world? And then they're going to have a different procedure protocol to how they go about it, right? Like my son needed lots of breaks through the day to get through school. No breaks, no learning. He needed breaks. He needed to pause, pause button. And again, I, I go back to his still, silent, slow, and steady. That was my son, still, silent, slow, and steady. So they couldn't stop the classroom for him, but what could happen is he could take a break from the classroom. So it's about providing our kids the tools they need to thrive, and they're going to have to have that parallel equipping because the process is different, so their learning is different, and their procedure's different, right? Their perspective's different. The way they take in the world, what they take in, the information they take in is different. So their process for learning is going to be different, and their procedure's going to be different for thriving. And this is so important because you want your child to thrive. You don't want to say to your child, the only way to do it is the way the neurotypicals do it. There's more than one pathway, right, to learning. And this is what, thankfully, we're headed in the direction of different mind, different learning, different. It's just different. And we need to provide them with that different pathway. And it can be right alongside parallel, the neurotypical. But I've always seen it as sometimes my kids have to step aside and take a break, step aside and maybe not do that. You know, um, it looks so different for my daughter with Asperger's, but her learning what works for her, what doesn't work for her and what's really hard for her. And does she really need to do it? Or does she really need to do it like other people do it? It's important for our kids to know that they can have a different process. They can have parallel equipping and they can have different protocols and it doesn't make them less. Their procedure's just different. But the goal is adaptation to adapt to an environment that wasn't designed for me to participate in a world that wasn't designed with me in mind. And the hope is that in their participation and in their um, sharing of their process and in them being present in this world that wasn't designed for them, the world will make more room for them more room for different perspectives, more room for different process procedure, and more room for different types of learning and expression. Why? Because 
we can learn so much for that. Do we really want to stick to the agenda? There's only one way to do it. There's only one way to learn. There's only one way to teach. And there's only one way to live. So I, I hope that this introduction into the autism mind and the way that I've always viewed autism as a different kind of mind and one that needs to be equipped parallel to the rest of the world because they don't learn like neurotypicals. So my family has, and I'll end with this, we've always called the autism mind the A club. And I've always loved that because A is the first letter of the alphabet. A is the first letter of our last name, Anselma. But A is also A+. plus. Like, it's awesome, right? You're awesome. And this is how we discuss when we meet people and we know that they're autistic or um, they're neurodivergent. We're like, they're part of our A club, you know? And you want your children to feel like they belong. And believe you me, the world will try to tell them they do not. So they need you on their side and they need you to understand that their mind is different and they need you to show them, show up and show them that together you will devise for them, with them, a process for them that works to participate in the neurotypical world. Without the support, they can't figure out how the, you know, the neurotypical world works and how do they participate in it, meeting their own needs because their process is important, their parallel equipping is important, their procedure is important, and their protocols are important. They're just different. So they're going to need you to show up and understand that. And it's a lifelong process. Both of my kids are in college now. Thank God that they are where they want to be and they're doing what they want to do. We always said it was up to them what steps they wanted to take in their life. And they continue to have our support and to have our continued understanding. And we're still learning as parents what their process is now that they're in a college campus. What is their parallel equipping? What is their procedure to meet their needs? And what are their protocols? They've had to learn to shift those. It's been a mind shift, right? Now we're entering into a whole nother neurotypical world, the college world, right? And and then sadly, in the college world, it's like, if you're here, can you really even be autistic? Like that's the kind of pushback that my daughter's gotten at the university. Like, how could you be autistic and look the way you look or do what you do? Crazy. I mean, horrible, right? But it's a different process. It's a different equipping for them. It's a different pushback because we're still not knowing what autism is. We're still not knowing what the autism mind is. Personally, it's Autism Awareness Month, and I think it's time. It's time that we're beyond awareness, we're beyond acceptance, and we start to go to appreciation, like Stephen Shore says, appreciation and action. This is who you are. This is how we help you participate in our neurotypical world. Welcome welcome. I hope that this made sense to you guys and and I hope it was helpful and please check out our website 
Social Mind Center. We have two blogs on it. We have instructional videos now to help parents with understanding how the autism mind works. Like for reading comprehension, I just did an instructional video for that. So thank you for listening and I look forward to our next episode. Thank you for joining us at the Different Skill Notebook. The script is available on the Podbean site and at socialmindcenter.com. We can also be reached through our website.